Hello and welcome back after a brief one month hiatus to a brand new Toonami pre-flight episode. Has it been a month? I think so. Three yeah. weeks. We were, we were without new pre-flight for three weeks. Gotcha. I believe our last one was a month ago. I gotcha. Between 4th of July, preemptions, Comic-Con, preemptions, and I think we just couldn't do one week. Yeah. We're back. Are you excited? I'm excited. Uh, no. Oh, well, that's not a very yeah. good start to get off to. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think it's going to make a big difference, to tell you the truth. Your lack of excitement will not make a big difference? Correct. Okay. Uh, power through it. We're talking today Death Note, which we've previously talked about, but that was like almost three years ago, so it's like that shit never happened. Uh, and then our question of the day, we have a very special segment from friend of the show and voice of Sarah, Dana Swanson at a cat con. Combining Dana's two favorite things, cats and cons. Yes. I like cats. Not a huge con mm, fan. Yeah. I like um, cats, but not cons. Yeah. I wonder how, uh, I guess we'll find out. I mean. How I would fare at a cat con. <laughs> I don't know. That'll be segment two that we get to. <laughs> So let's talk some Death Note. Scary. Gil? Well, this is where you usually start. You said it uh, wasn't going to affect the performance. You go ahead. I'd like to see what you want to say about Death Note. Well, I want to say lots of things. <laughs> uh, Death Note uh, Now's your chance. premiered in Japan in, I think, 06, and Adult Swim ran in 07. It's 37 episodes which seems like an odd episode number well i think if they were adapting the manga basically pretty directly then it just ends when it ends yeah and so it's less about the normal 26 52 10 13 sort of thing and it's just ended at 37 yeah um so this is uh tetsuro araki is the director who also directed <clears throat> attack on titan um this story is somewhat of a morality play and somewhat of a uh, detective cat and mouse story cat and mouse story which a bit of a little, a little colonel peak teased in there for our, later peak. on in the episode um, a shinigami drops this grimoire what's board. a shinigami Gil it's a spirit animal beast ghost guy like a Japanese spirit, yeah, sort of a god, but not quite a god. Yeah, demigod, I guess, is the probably sort of yeah, closest kind of a demigod. English, yeah. slash, you know, those English yeah. demigods. Um, and uh, Light finds this book, and you turns out that if you write the name of someone into the book, and you've seen their face, and you've seen their face, they'll it be, kills them. They'll be dead within a day. Um, which is a really specific way to kill people. But I well, think a somewhat of a good checks and balances they, system where you're not just going through the telephone book and killing people. But um, light manages to do a lot of damage. With so them. it's, yeah, it's somewhat of a, starts off trying to do the wrong thing for the right reasons and then it gets even a little more. Yeah, light, from light is so, a pure sociopath who tells himself he's doing it for good reasons and he starts out by only killing criminals who've been hardened criminals wrongly yeah. freed yeah or i guess is it everybody that's been wrongly freed or some people no, who weren't just hardened criminals yeah. and he starts in japan and then he widens his net to the whole world and eventually ends up with a big following and they call him kira which means killer and then uh, they form a squad of detectives to hunt him, and the lead guy is named L, and he hides the his L. he hides his face and his identity so that Light can't kill him, and he slowly sort of tries to track Light down, and then in a crazy twist, Light ends up. They're so deep in the game that Light knows L knows who he is, but can't prove it, and L knows Light knows who he is and then he invites Light to be on the squad to catch the killer knowing that he's probably the killer and then Light joins the squad knowing that L knows he's probably the killer hoping he can obfuscate and and there's like later in the show the Death Note 
the book changes hands and at one point light like somehow writes himself out of it so that he forgets that he ever had it and then he gets it back um, but he's basically being manipulated this whole time and he's told when he starts using it that eventually his name will end up in the book and I don't know if he just doesn't believe it because he's a sociopath and doesn't really think yeah, ultimately I mean, I, he can be hurt Yeah. Um, but his what's his name right there the demon uh, I always forget his name uh, the great character we'll look it up when we look at the promos basically he's being egged on by this effectively demon you know, death god who dropped the death note in our dimension out of boredom um, so it's just one of those things where it's a really sturdy premise that immediately makes you go huh um, so let's check out our first promo uh this is the adult swim promo for death note from back in the day the human whose name is written in this notebook shall die any human who's used a death note can neither go to heaven nor hell for eternity once you actually start looking around it makes you wonder if you'd be doing society a favor by getting rid of all these people This world is rot, and those who are making it rot deserve to die. Not a great promo, but yeah. not a bad promo. Um, and then we have a fan Toonami promo. So a Toonami fan tried to make a Death Note promo in the style of a Toonami promo, and I think they did a pretty good job. There were zero likes and zero views on this one I looked at. It's from four years ago, so everybody give this person some some props for doing this. Here, check it out. I've dropped my Death Note. <laughs> you really messed things up, didn't you? You must have some idea where you dropped the thing. Yeah, the human world. The human whose name is written in this notebook shall die. This note will not take effect unless the writer has the person's face in their mind when writing his or her name. Therefore, people sharing the same name will not be affected. Must be something wrong with me to even consider it. The same assailant who attacked six people at a busy shopping district in Shinjuku yesterday has struck again. The police have now identified the suspect as 42-year-old Kuro Otoharada. Looks like the notebook doesn't work. Oh well, I didn't expect it to anyway. Wait, we're seeing something here. We now have confirmation. The suspect has been found dead inside. <laughs> I repeat, the suspect is now dead. Dead? Maybe I'm wrong. This is exactly what I've been thinking about lately. This world is rotting, and those who are making it rot deserve to die. Someone has to do it, so why not me? Even if it means sacrificing my own mind and soul, it's worth it. Because the world can't go on like this. You've taken quite a liking to it. They even got the kids love it in there. Yeah, it's yep. Anime Punk, uh, Anime Punk's YouTube channel. So nice work, Anime Punk. And, and then, Anime Punk, you know the name of that Tommy Guerrero track. We can never remember what yeah. it's called. And we don't have it written down anywhere. Um, so, yeah, Death Note, I think one of the reasons that people consider it one of the best anime ever made, because um, it routinely shows up in, like, top ten lists, is because Light is such a compelling villain. And really, it's an unusual thing in anime. Uh to have the villain be the star of the show and and Light is the main character. Uh, I think a lot of people have compared this, called it like Breaking Bad, the anime, which in a way it kind of is because he starts off, you have a main character who starts off sort of an everyman who wants to do good for, he's doing, you know, bad things for good reasons and then slowly he becomes utterly corrupt until by the end there's, you know, he's doing horrible things. He's murdering people that are innocent and all kinds of bad stuff um, definitely an old school sort of morality tale and a cool idea that plays on a lot of elements of Japanese folklore that I think immediately when you hear the concept you go ooh that sounds cool now you would think you could make a good live action movie out of this but and when I heard, be able to when I heard that they were doing an adaptation of Death Note I thought well maybe um, 
And then I saw the trailer and I thought, and then it came out and it was clear it wasn't very good. Now, I refer to the American Netflix-made Death Note film from a couple years back. There's been a series of Japanese versions that aren't bad that are live-action. There's three live-action movies and then now there's a new live-action movie that just came out in a new series. So they're continuing like, you know, obviously you could just have the Death Note drop out of the sky and just rearrange the pieces and it's a yeah. new morality play you know there's always people that need killing yeah so um here let's look at the netflix trailer just sort of to remind everybody why they shouldn't be too excited for a live action cowboy bebop here you go all the people that make life miserable make life dangerous What if we can change things? The human whose name is written in snow shall die. Shall we begin? <laughs> You're a death god. Yes. What exactly can I do with this death note? Put your name down and see what happens. It's not going to solve a few crimes. It's going to solve all crime. Do you think that I'm crazy? I think you're not crazy enough. We could change the world. The killer has taken credit for over 400 deaths. Although we do not know how he kills his victims... We do know he's not some omnipotent force. He's a person. Like you or me. You're the one who flew into the sun. I'm just here to make sure you burn. We're not the good guys anymore. Oh, do you know what you're doing? I promise you, you will not survive. What they want is a god. So let's give it to them. And I even, I like the director, Adam Wingard, and he's a genuine anime fan, and it just shows how hard it is to get this kind of thing right. They gave Light a weird, so, well, first his name is Light Turner instead of Yagami, which is definitely, obviously, a little bit of whitewashing. But the, uh, even weirder, they made him like this downtrodden bully, like they kind of tried to do Chronicle, you know? Yeah, and it's like... The thing in those show is he's like a popular kid. He's like... He's a handsome young man who has no real yeah, which is why social Luke, issues. Who we forgot yeah. about picks him because yeah. he knows that he's going to be able to cleanse the world of yeah. evil. His felt his sense of superiority is what drives him at the beginning, and in the movie version, it's sort of like he's it's a, like a revenge. He's like bullies suck, yeah. and like they kind of change it in a key way. And they did a lot of... They changed L, the character of L, by, who played by Lakeith Stanfield, uh, in some ways that I didn't think worked. The only thing that really works is Willem Dafoe as the Ryuk. I mean, he is awesome, and they made him nice and creepy. Um, but that trailer sucked, too. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then they did that stupid modern movie trailer thing where they def a super slowed down version of a popular song which is like that song's already super slow that's a stupid idea to begin with but anyway uh, so Death Note it's widely available it was actually fun fact it was one of the first show first anime if not the first available digitally dubbed right after the sub in the US Viz uh, put it up digitally. This is way back in 2006, so they were way ahead of their time. I think you can still get it in various places, uh, and it's out on Blu-ray. It was also one of the first Adult Swim streaming. Was it? For, yeah, for Adult Swim video or whatever. Um, so that leads us to our question of the week, which is, what's your favorite cat and mouse movie? And to explain, I mean, we thought it was self-explanatory, but you never know. Um, we meant movies in which two characters are chasing one another. Usually those are some sort of 
police or detective thrillers. Not always, but mostly they are in the thriller genre, and mostly they are going to be stories of cops or killers um, because that's who popular culture wants to see chasing each other. Right. So uh, first up for me is one of my very favorite movies of all time. I've probably shown it here a bunch, but tough shit. You're going to see it again. And that is No Country for Old Men. And this is almost a triple... It's like a cat and mouse and dog. I don't know. I was wondering what the other... Cat and mouse and other mouse. But basically... Uh, you have one guy who finds a giant amount of money in the middle of the desert. You have another guy who's been hired to go kill him and get the money back. And then you have a third guy who's the sheriff who's investigating the murders and trying to catch both of them. Um, so he knows that the, that the guy hunting the fellow with the hitman hunting the fellow with the money is a awful scary human being and he essentially wants to find the guy with the money just to stop him from getting killed by his own stupidity um it's from a Cormac McCarthy book the book is great I think I like the movie better um but the book is awesome too um so this is the scene because it to me exemplifies cat and mouse this is where uh the main character Llewellyn uh is in a hotel hiding out with the money he knows he's being hunted by Anton Sugar, who's the hitman, and he has just found in the bag of money a tracking device by which Anton Sugar has is finding him. So he's in a hotel room and he hears a disturbance downstairs in the main hall of this hotel and decides he's going to make a stand. So here's a perfect example of cat and mouse.
Also, perfect cat and mouse right there. Great movie. Uh, next up is another classic uh, cat and mouse film, and this one's a uh, one of the more elevated examples of the old classic. The cop and the killer are two sides of the same coin. That old nonsense. And that's, of course, Michael Mann's 1995 classic Heat, uh, starring Al Pacino and my body's in the way, but Robert De Niro. And look, Val Kilmer by my elbow. Um, Why is the elbow Val Kilmer in the face? (laughs) Because he's there. Uh, Al Al Pacino plays a detective who's a robbery homicide cop and has his own special unit that hunts down high-level... uh, robbery and homicide people and then Robert De Niro runs a crew of armed robbers that do big scores that make a lot of money and sort of you spend time with both uh, and then of course inevitably they come into conflict so this is uh, I think I can't remember if it's a trailer or a scene but what a, it's a clip cool oh yeah this is where uh, basically they're hunting Robert De Niro and Robert De Niro's crew. He starts, he has like a sixth sense and he'd, they were just about to bust him and he heard a noise and was like, it's off. And now he suspects they're being bugged and followed. So they create a setup and pretend to look at this sort of empty scrapyard, knowing that the cops will then go there to f- try to figure out what the hell they were looking for. And he takes photos and IDs all the cops. So the, the, um, mouse becomes the cat. Yeah, the hunter becomes the hunted. The 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 hunted becomes the hunter. Anyway, check it out. They were looking back in this direction. A container facility for cottage theft. Too visible. Too low ball for them. Next door is an oil refinery. Over there's a scrapyard. Refinery only pays by check. No cash around. Same for the scrapyard. Maybe they're stealing hubcaps. A refinery in a scrapyard. What the hell is going on? Well, that's what we're trying to figure out. We thought we had. Thought we had. Got an idea what they're looking at. You want to know what they're looking at? What? I mean, is this guy something or is he something? This crew is good. You know what they're looking at? What? Us. The LAPD. The police department. We just got made. Yeah! Okay. Ha! Okay, motherfucker. So Heat, if you haven't seen it, you should make some time, about three hours of your life. Uh, And then finally, uh, a great cat and mouse detective story based on a true story of the great NYPD detective Popeye Doyle. And that's, of course, William Friedkin's The French Connection. 
Best Picture winner, uh, amazing movie, and also one of the first uh, modern sort of cops and robbers movies that took a documentary perspective and tried to sort of shoot everything handheld for immediacy, and it really worked, uh, up to and including a car chase with an elevated train where they didn't cordon off the streets or tell anyone that they were shooting a car chase, so everyone they were smashing into or avoiding smashing into pretty much was not expecting it. We're not stunt drivers. Except for a couple scenes that they had planned. Um, but this is the trailer, the original trailer, which unlike most original trailers, is actually fucking awesome and pretty much the perfect trailer for this movie. So if you like the vibe of this trailer, you're going to like this movie. So let's check it out. Alright, Popeye's here! Get your hands on your heads! Get off the bar and get on the wall! What's my name? Popeye Doyle. If he doesn't like you... He'll take you apart, and it's all perfectly legal, because Doyle fights dirty. You want to take a ride there, fat man? And plays rough. Anybody want a milkshake? Doyle is bad news, but he's a good cop. We're going now. Bye. How many times have I been down hard and looked up and saw him smiling like a shining dime? Yeah. And hoped that he would stay and tell me why he was so happy if he had who is that clown? Jewish lucky man. What about the last of big time spenders? You make him? No, are you? He's spreading it around like the Russians are in Jersey. They say we stick around and give him a tail. Our friend's name is Boca. Salvatore Boca. B-O-C-A. Well, downtown, they're pretty sure he pulled off a contract on a guy named DeMarco. Mm, that's not a drop. I'll open up a charge for you in Bloomingdale's. B-O-C-A. Doesn't matter. And then on our own, after working a whole day and night, we tailed him to Brooklyn. And we sat on him for practically a week. Now, who do we come up with? The French Connection. A millionaire exporter with a record too clean to be true. And Doyle knows it. But he's been known to make mistakes. Your hutches are backfired before, Doyle. This time, he can't afford to be wrong. Deal hasn't gone down. I, I, I know it hasn't. I can, I can feel it. I'm dead certain. Last time you're dead certain, we aren't the dead cop. All right, let's hit him. Hit him! All right, nobody move. Put your hands in the air. The stakeout. It's me, it's me. The payoff. Chase. Don't stop. Hey, Coke, you all right? That's an awesome trailer. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Uh, two of my favorite scenes of the movie. One is that chase. There's a cut where Gene Hagman is just screaming, <laughs> driving the car. He's just going, ah, it's so crazy. And another where he's on a stakeout and he's eating a slice of pizza and drinking a hot coffee at the same time. <laughs> so those are some of my favorite cat and mouse movies. Strong picks yeah. all around. Uh, my first choice is 1995 David Fincher's Seven. Um where there is a serial killer who's killing people against the seven deadly sins. You at least pretend like you're interested. No. Okay. Uh, and this is... This is my version of flipping my pen. But I'm still engaged. Are you? More or less. Yeah, come on. See? Having conversations. Yeah, it's great. Looking at the screen. It's terrific. Talking nodding. about seven. Who will play the killer in seven? Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Can't write the whole movie on. No, but... But... Because of that, we're not going to show the... I almost showed the Kevin, the um, William Shatner ending seven box scene again from the MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> yeah. But I've already showed that like four times. So um, I'm going to show a scene where Morgan Freeman's going to tell you just exactly why life sucks. And it's an important lesson. So I think we should all try to learn it right now. You want to be a champion. Well, let me tell you, people don't want a champion. 
You want to eat cheeseburgers, play the lotto, and watch television? Hey, how did you get like this? I want to know. There wasn't one thing I can tell you that. Go on. I just don't think I can continue to live in a place that embraces and nurtures apathy as if it was a virtue. You know different. You know better. I didn't say I was different or better. I'm not. Hell, I sympathize. I, I sympathize completely. Apathy is a solution. I mean, it's, it's easier to lose yourself in drugs than it is to cope with life. It's easier to steal what you want than it is to, to earn it. Yeah. It's easier to beat a child than it is to raise it. Hell, love costs. It takes effort and work. We are talking about people who are mentally ill. We are talking about people fucking crazy. No, no, yes. we're not. No, no. Today. We're, we're, we're talking about everyday life here. We, you, 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 you can't Today. afford to be this naive. Fuck off. See, you, you should listen to yourself. Yeah. You say that the problem with people is that they don't care. So I don't care about people. It makes no sense. You know why? You, you care. You, you want to know? Damn right. And you're going to make a difference. Whatever. The point is, is that I don't think you're quitting because you believe these things you say. I don't. I think you want to believe them because you're quitting. You want me to agree with you and you want me to say, yeah, 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 you're right. It's all fucked up. It's a fucking mess. We should all go live in a fucking log cabin. But I won't. I won't say that. I don't agree with you. I do not. I can't. I don't think he's going to keep his idealistic <laughs> nature in the end. <laughs> Great ending. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, my next pick is Norman Jewison's 1968 Thomas Crown Affair. Of course, we're not going to talk about the remake bag of shit movie that should not. What exist. the Pierce Brosnan, Rene Russo classic that's yes. on HBO all the fucking time. Steve McQueen, the one and only Thomas Crown, is a multimillionaire uh, businessman, playboy, art thief, sports guy, uh, art or um, bank thief. He masterminds the perfect crime. Uh, where he doesn't meet directly with any of the people involved in the robbery and they don't know each other. They drop the money when they steal it. It's uh, $2.5 million, so whatever that is in today's money, $20 million. Uh, they drop the money in a trash can in a cemetery, and he tails the driver to it, picks up the money, and gets away scot clean, scot free. So uh, he then makes a couple of trips to Zurich, where you take your multi-millions and deposits it in small amounts to not bring uh, too much scrutiny upon himself. Uh, and then Faye Dunaway plays Vicky something-something, uh, the insurance investigator who's hired to find the thief. And so she and Stephen Queen's character, Thomas Crown, start a romantic affair. There's also another cop, and they're all sort of chasing one another. Well, I guess the insurance uh, inspector and the cop are chasing each other, but um, this is a scene where you see just how ice cold one Thomas Crown is when faced with the elementary investigative techniques of the Boston Police Department. Thomas Crown, Mr. Crown, Lieutenant Eddie Malone, criminal investigation. I'm not going to say a thing until I talk to my lawyer. 
How do you do? He's not going to say a thing until he sees his lawyer. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> Shall we go? Good night. Good night. Say good night to Irwin, dear. Good night, Irwin, dear. Good night, Irwin, dear. Hey, that's good. <laughs> Round three. You won a round. That's your only round so far. Where should we go to celebrate? So Irwin, played by the great Jack Weston, was the driver of the heist. And uh, the police detective, Paul Burke, his great plan was to put them all together and Thomas Crown would crack. crack. Yeah. That shit ain't gonna work. And in the end, well, I don't know what happens in the end. I'll just have to watch it soon and find out. Uh, and my last pick is Steven Spielberg's 2002 Catch Me If You Can, the somewhat true story of Frank Abagnale, uh, a high school kid turned airline pilot turned forger uh, extraordinaire, I guess, turned then criminal, or I guess he's going to turn prisoner, and then FBI uh, attache, liaison to the criminal enterprise. Tom Hanks plays detective or FBI agent Carl Hanratty, uh, who is over the years chasing Frank Abagnale, and they form somewhat of, not a friendship, but a bond. Uh, They meet in person, and Tom Hanks in classic Tom Hanks fashion fucks it all up and doesn't actually arrest Leonardo DiCaprio when he has a chance and gets away scot-free. Um, so this movie takes place over the course of probably close to 10 years, maybe not quite that long. Um, this is this scene that we're about to see is sort of in the middle of that relationship where they have met and know each other um, and Leonardo DiCaprio is trying to um, pull... Carol's chain a little bit so we can hear Tom Hanks's Boston accent. Here we go. Uh, 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 uh. No, no, you don't apologize to me. Do you always work on Christmas Eve, Carl? I volunteered. Something with families could go home early. It looked like you were wearing a wedding ring out in Los Angeles. I thought maybe you had a family. No, no family. You want to talk to me? Let's talk face to face. All right. I have my suite at the Stuyvesant Arms, room 3113. In the morning, I leave for Las Vegas for the weekend. You think you're going to get me again? You're not going to Vegas. You're not in the Stuyvesant Arms. You'd love for me to send out 20 agents Christmas Eve to badge into your hotel, knock down the door so you can make fools out of us all. I'm really sorry if I made a fool out of you. I really am. Uh, no, no, listen, no, I really no. am. I you, you do not feel sorry for me. The truth is, I knew it was you. Now, maybe I didn't get the cuffs on you, but I knew. Oh, people only know what you tell them, Carl. Well, then tell me this, Barry Allen Secret Service. How did you know I wouldn't look in your wallet? The same reason the Yankees always win. Nobody can keep their eyes off the pinstripes. The Yankees win because they have Mickey Mantle. No one ever bets on the uniform. You sure about that, Carl? I'll tell you what I am sure of. You're going to get caught. One way or another. It's a mathematical fact. It's, it's like Vegas. The house always wins. Well, Carl, I'm sorry, but I, I have to go. Uh. You didn't call just to apologize, did you? What do you mean? You, you, you have no one else to call. <laughs> oh. This is more It's true. He was also in room 3113. So at the stab scene. He wasn't lying. Ams. 
Uh, so those are some of our favorite cat and mouse movies. Let's pick, uh, see what the Adult Swim Facebook picks are. Tom uh, and Jerry the movie. Jokes. An American Tale, Mouse Hunt. Jokes. The game. And Cat That's and Mouse. Game isn't really a cat and mouse movie. He's yeah. not trying. He's not. There's. <laughs> he's, he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. That's really not the same. <laughs> One out of five ain't too bad. Yeah. Let's see how Toonami does with Facebook. Uh, Jerry, jokes. Again, American Tales. Jokes. Jokes. But at least those they, are all good. They got no country for old men at least. Yeah. Those are all fine. Yeah. Picks. Everybody wants to be funny. Everybody loves being funny. Just. So we're not uh, mad. We're just disappointed. Uh, um, yeah. Well, no, I'm not disappointed. I expected the worst, and I received it. Um, let's talk about this week's sneak peeks. Unlike, unlike what I expected, you can expect the best, and we're going to give it. Well, look look it's our who promise. started caring all it's of It's our promise to you. I'm uh, just talking about this part. Oh, right. Cool. Uh, up first is our topical for Dragon Ball Super for tomorrow night at 11. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. If that beast gets a hold of us, then what's he planning to do? Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11 on Adult Swim. And then uh, next is a spot for our newest acquisition, Fire Force, which premieres tomorrow night at midnight. And here is that spot now. One day, without cause or warning people the world over began catching fire. No one knows when it'll happen next or to whom. And so we all live in fear. Everyone prepare for battle. I refuse to be what they say I am. No matter what I have to do, I will be a hero. Fire Force. Saturday at midnight. On Adult Swim. And then to tell you all about our new lineup, which is soon to be replaced by our next new lineup next week, is this week's lineup promo for tomorrow night's lineup only. And then starting August 3rd, when Genlock comes in, we'll have a new, new lineup. But this is the new old lineup right now. Every Saturday night, Toonami drops all the anime you love. And all the anime we love. Dragon Ball Super kicks it off with a bang at 11. You like that? Attack on Titan beats humans at 11.30. Keep your eyes open! Fire Force rolls on at midnight. Here comes your chance to be a hero. Luke in the third part five steals the show at 12.30. Jeez Louise, you gotta be kidding me! Food Wars whets your appetite at 1. Order up! Black Clover casts a spell at 1.30. Are you getting excited? Then Boruto busts some heads at 2. Oh no, this isn't over yet! Shippuden battles at 2.30. What is all this ruckus about? Gundam the Origin suits up at 3. Did you hear anything about this? News to me. And My Hero Academia finishes strong at 3.30. Aren't you dazzled? Tsunami. Saturday night from 11 to 4. All your favorites all the time. Only Tsunami on Adult Swim. Cool. And then our goodie of the night, we'll give you a little sneak peek. It's a music video by Christian Rich. I saw it and thought it was cool, so we're going to show it to you, and hopefully you'll agree. Let's check it out. I just got a hard little crash. I got a fight on the mask. I need to switch to the Model X. Mozzie just ran out of gas. Ooh, she want vegan soul food. I told her eat it as tofu. In the club reading CNN. On the old news. Skateboarding in Shibuya. Ooh, tied it up like Yakuza. Ooh, Team Jordans, you a loser. Ooh, you put me in an Uber. I can't help it, I'm nasty. I need to pull up on Vash. I was young when I met her. Now I'm grown, come smash me. Anti-social in my section with my sad... Damn, I hate the club, but I love the bad No brand names, yeah. I make all my clothes, huh? I brought Jaden down in 2015, I sell out shows, yeah. I ain't no sellout, though. Selling out merch like, and I can merch that shit on me, I put that on my soul. Play this shit in the club for me, for me, for me. Cause if you in there, then I'll be the one that you never see, like, cheese. Let me go put on my cleats, the way that I get up and run through the streets. Like Bon Appetit, they saw us and went to go call the police. Yeah, down. Just put a hydrogen whip on the leash. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure that I leave a good world for my niece. Hey, that's just me. 
We don't need you on the team, we pay too many fees. You told me travel light when you're going overseas. It's just one night, I'ma bring the whole fleet with me. Play it in a car for me, for me, for me. If you in there, I'll be the one Look, you never see. I'm cold. Ain't been sleeping since the third day. I don't got a second in the first place. Ain't no second chances in my birthplace. You can't put a phoenix in the birdcage. Just that Hermes. Bryce Gray. God body with the wordplay. And I ain't even talking church bread. But the blessings came on the curse days. Rappers lying like the first day. Thursday. Baby, you should get your curve straight. I'm the reason she at work late. And you ain't even get the third base. <laughs> run home, run home. Blocking numbers on my phone. I don't know you unknown. You don't even know the real you. Telling people that we still cool. Pull up on you with the and I ain't talking jail fool. Play it real cool. Hey, play, 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 play it real cool. Play, 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 play it real cool. Put a couple bands on you. Just imagine what a meal do. Shout for a cow. Don't get caught up in the meal do. Play, 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 play it real cool. Play, 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 play it real cool. Play, 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 play it real cool. Play, 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 play a real cool Play it in the club for me If you were there, I, I'm ghost and, I agree, that is a cool Yeah. And then we have, as we gave it, as we discussed earlier The Dana Con Yeah, teased it off the top We teased it off the top As Dana Swanson, voice of Sarah uh, is has attended a cat convention, and these are her stories. Hey, everybody. It's Dana Swanson with DanaCon. I just went to CatCon Worldwide at the Pasadena Convention Center, and boy, are my scent glands tired. Yeah, I wrote that, and then I recorded it. I don't know if I have ever been to a, uh, a convention that I've been more excited about than this one, and I'm just going to take you on a tour of everything I saw. Cat ears. There are so many people with cat ears here. It's great. Cat fashion. Cat art. Cat cosplay. There really wasn't as much cosplay as I thought there was going to be, but it was still great. Cat tattoos. Cat makeup. Yeah, that's Cat Von D makeup. That's pretty good stuff. Cat food. Cat photo ops. A cat poetry slam at a sports bar. I can't ask people to be quiet at a sports bar, but okay. Cat adoptions. Just look at that line. That's awesome. Cat litter demos. You know, where you, you pour water into a pan, scoop it. Once you scrape everything, then you just simply scoop and bam. What? Okay. It makes it almost fun. Okay. Cat seminars. Cat jewelry. Some was made out of whiskers. Cat songbooks. And my personal favorite, cat puns. So many cat puns. Strap in for a pun parade. I did get to meet two famous cats. Uh, the first famous cat I got to meet was Suki, who I love. I, I think she's gorgeous. I think the place that she lives is gorgeous, which is Banff. I think her owner is gorgeous, which is awkward. Uh, but all of the photographs on that feed are incredible. So if you don't follow Suki Cat, you're making a big mistake. Also, look how cute. I also got to meet Superhero Cat. I'm getting big cat energy right now. This is great. I didn't really know Superhero Cat or Hero going into it, but... Like a little owl. I was so excited to run into a few of my friends, including Tish from Dino and Dana Safe Space, starring Tish. I'm here with Tish. Tish, what's your favorite thing about CatCon? Oh, gosh. Um, The free stuff. So much free stuff. And I ran into my podcast leading lady, emergency contact, and fellow cat mom, Holly Bing. Holly has five cats, four of whom I've accompanied on their annual vet visit. That's a lot of cats at once. He doesn't want to do any of it. So scoping this stuff out alone is always really nice, but I think it's awesome when you have another set of eyes and ears so you don't miss all the free stuff. I have been at CatCon for maybe less than two hours, and I already have to go to my car to drop off two bags of giant litter. This is the biggest haul of any convention I've probably ever been to. Check out my spread. Five bags, a bunch more litter and coupons, coupons, coupons for more litter and food, probiotics, I got makeup, 
And uh, my favorite purchase, which I actually only bought two things. I bought some medicine and then a toy called Chase Mountain. Just look at my ding-dongs play with it. I think I'm probably more excited about the spread than they are, and I'm going to confuse their little cat brains by switching up their litter too much because I have so much free litter. All in all, if you're a cat fan, this is totally worth your time and money to go because it pretty much pays for itself. That's been this episode of DanaCon CatCon. Back to you, Jason and Meow. Meow. I still wouldn't want to have gone. Um, Looks fun. Thanks, Dana. I'm glad she did it for us. Now you got to go to a dog con, Dana. You got to keep it even. Yeah, I agree. Dog con. Let's not, you know, there's dog people, there's cat people. Let's serve. Equal time. Both. Yeah. Everybody deserves their time in the sun. Um, and then finally, we have this week's Adult Swim Single. This is 49. Closing on the final several weeks. 49 of 52. We've been doing this almost a whole year. Uh, and this is a new song by Gavin Rain Rusum, who uh, is a member of LCD Sound System. And this song is called Heaven's Highways. Let's check it out. The Lord said that he has you on his mind. The Lord said that he has not forgotten what you didn't get. And the Lord said you're going to come into a season of restoration. And the Lord said, I will restore unto you the years that the canker worm and the palmer worm and the locust ate up. God said, I'm going to give you double. And uh, you can hear that as well as the other 48 Adult Swim singles at adultswim.com slash singles or the Adult Swim singles Spotify playlist and come back next week, uh, usually around Wednesday, and we'll have another new track for the next three weeks. And after that, it's over for some period of time, after which we'll probably come back. That's it for this week's episode of Preflight. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoy this next episode of Game Humpers. Oh, it's Game Humpers. Different clothes and killing. I assume we'll be doing Game Humpers, assuming our crew can work it out. I have faith. I don't. Good luck. Toonami, every Saturday night from 10 30 to 3 30.